0: Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Anonymous. My name is Kudzai, your host, and I'm so glad you could tune in. On today's episode, I have my dear friend, Ria Hi Hiya. Hello, hello, friend.
1: How you doing?
0: Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Um, So on today's podcast episode, um, so according to Stats SA, almost 70% of black children live without biological dads at home. And yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking 70%. about 70% Almost 70% So sure. um, it says, this is as of 2021, 25 February 2021 The report revealed that only 31.7% of black children stayed with their biological, biological parents. parents So that means the remainder don't And you unfortunately or fortunately fall part of oh, that this, that's statistic true um, and we are here to talk about that today. So, without any further ado, um, we will be talking about you growing up without your dad. Mm-hmm. And thanks sure. for opening. For thanks for willing to do this with me.
1: I mean, did I have a choice, friend? <laughs> <then? laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, okay. Don't. Okay. Tell them, I not okay.
0: you underjure. Okay. So, yeah. So tell us how how you grew up.
1: Okay. So fun facts about me. Uh, grew up in a small but big family, Uh, small in a sense of I had uh, four siblings, older siblings, uh, one uh, mother, single mother, uh, widowed, uh, and a big because we always had uh, cousins stay over for months. Uh, Our mom being a teacher, she would always have maybe students from his school come and stay with us for a few months and um, friends. of the family's kids would also be part of the family from time to time, mm-hmm. so this is why I I refer to it as a big uh, a, a rather small but big family. Uh, so being raised in this family, I was always uh, surrounded by love. Yeah. Uh, never really felt any void of no father around uh, mm-hmm. until later on when I actually discovered to say, oh my granny uh, mm-hmm. slash my mother was actually my grandmother and (laughs) yeah i didn't know this until i was way late in my teens wow so you
0: thought your grandmother was your mother was
1: my mother all along and knowing that her husband died Mm, i thought thought my dad died (laughs) and so growing up in a small and how
0: did you find this out? Did they tell you or did you just, <laughs> <laughs> were you snooping? <laughs> what did, how did <laughs> you find
1: this out? I never snooped, uh, but you know, people in the in the town obviously know everyone's business. Yeah. And from time to time, let's say, I remember I was in a shop, and um, the shopkeeper was referring to the other customer to say, no, Yeah. and then refers to my mom's name. And in my head, I'm like, no, but that's my sister. <laughs> 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 and I never took anything too hard about it. Yeah. Fast forward another incident. So this was my grandfather's funeral, slash my great grandfather. Yeah. And I remember going to so where the funeral was held was at my mom slash Granny's workplace, right? So I went there to fetch like a set of keys and then I go there, introduce myself to these people to say, "Oh." I'm I'm the son of, and they're like, no, there's no way you are his. I'm like, okay.
0: But I don't think they kept it as a secret. I think, what did they intend to keep it as a secret, or was it just, "Ah, it's not something worth talking about?
1: But but I I think, remember the dynamics of, uh, especially maybe for our generation, was that if a a child has a baby in their teens, they Mm grandparents take over and there is that as a child and it's never spoken about and it's it it was never taboo really Mm -hmm. so yeah it it never became a big deal whatsoever and so all these uh, thoughts would always be in the back of my mind (laughs) fast-forward yeah you grew up with this in mind but you really never speak about it never question about it Mm -hmm. but at some point it became a reality and I understood that this is it and I just chose to say I love things for what they are, because yeah. so I was didn't really. So you go in
0: to your mom and be like, "Hi, the, your sister in university." yeah, not go back to her and be like, "Oh, I did not know that you're my mom."
1: No, I, just kept quiet. I I kept quiet okay. about yeah. it. But also, I think maybe this will answer later as we speak. To yeah. say it's, it's one of those traits that you, uh, you you just keep to yourself about a lot of things. You question things internally and never really voice yeah. uh, your opinions out or question anything. Okay. So that's essentially how I grew up. And um, fast forward a few years later, I was visiting my aunt uh-huh. <laughs> and I was helping her her, her daughter with uh, meds yeah. homework. And then she says, Oh wow, you know, in our family meds is not really our thing but when you've always been good in meds. Mm-hmm. You remind me of your dad's side of the family. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> side of the you know? And
0: so, you, so you had never met him and
1: I didn't know anything, anything about, about him, didn't know okay. Yeah. Mm. Um and then she mentioned his surname. Mm. And now I had to now this now once I had the surname like I couldn't keep it out of my head you yeah. know and this was 2015 by the way Yeah. so you can imagine how old I was
0: so like you're literally in your adult years I'm
1: right? in my adult years yeah. you know and yeah those
0: who don't know he is very old I'm joking
1: <laughs> 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 That's yeah mid-twenties, yeah, mid-twenties. Yeah, okay. yeah I was in the I was in my mid-twenties mm. so now I have this question in the back of my head I'm like okay so I actually know the same name now I want to figure out who in this family could be my dad. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think uh, let's pack it there for now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think maybe, okay, maybe just to close off this, uh, eventually I found out who um, he was yeah. by approaching my family and they opened up about him, his background, and yeah. the dynamics of why he's not in my life. Yeah. And I was content with the answers I got. You content with that? yeah
0: so i mean i mean you parked it but we're coming back right there i'm sorry wow not gonna park
1: two it. seconds
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to get in your business okay you not gonna park it yeah let's just get right into it mm-hmm. so then, um they explained to you the reasons why he wasn't in your life and you were happy with it yeah did you really did you park it now we're using the word parked. Okay. Um. Did you park it? And what were your next steps, you know, after hearing After it?
1: finding out? Yeah. So uh, uh, the first thing I had to ask my family is to say, look, uh, and this is, wasn't taking... Because I think my biggest problem was being misunderstood mm. to say maybe I wasn't um, f- uh, content with the life that I had. And so you were
0: scared <laughs> of, like, being ungrateful, I
1: guess. In uh, inverted in, in commas, yeah. yes. Mm. And so th- the first thing was, okay... I had to be honest with them to say look here we are Mm. and I would love to get to know him for myself Mm. and this has nothing to do with you guys and they were very very supportive Nice. yeah and but that was another head on his own to try and get uh, in contact with with him him. so took me about three months just to get his number (laughs) and yeah I think I got his number and then because I didn't want uh, to find myself maybe in a place where by now I contact him and then he is hostile you know so I had to approach it differently and I said you know what to my mom slash granny like look here's the number please call this person I let him that I'm going to call him Mm. and we'll take it from there so that helped a lot as well Mm. and in between the meet and the calling him I, I had a good support structure through uh, my pastor who really was working with me. Mm. From even before I spoke to my family about it, right. she has to give me that counseling and to prepare me for every the possibility, possibility yeah. that will come across. Yeah. Okay.
0: So then we'll come back to your support structure. Yeah. But once you called him, what happened? How was that conversation, the initial conversation?
1: For the first time, Uh, after the first call, there was a bit of rage Mm. (laughs) that overcame me. Like I remember uh, it was in the afternoon and I decided, okay, today's the day. Because even after my grand spoke to him, I didn't call immediately. You know, I took my time. And one afternoon, I'm like, you know what, today's the day. I'm going to do this. So I I make the call uh, and then he... You could hear like that sigh to say oh he's actually here he's yeah. calling and then he asked that he'll call me back because he he was in the bank and uh, i dropped the phone and i'm like okay is he gonna call back yeah. you know it's all yeah. these questions yeah. but i remember calling all my siblings and alerting them like okay i just made the call and this was the response let's wait and see yeah. uh, fortunately he called later on in the evening and in that call, uh, honestly, like it's one of those things that you do, but in doing them, you like, um, and then what? Yeah. You know, because.
0: What was your desired outcome from that contact, that initial contact? you were hoping to obviously initiate and cultivate a relationship, or were you so just trying to alert him of your existence? But he didn't know you. Existed.
1: He d- he didn't know I exist. Yeah. I I think the, the biggest question for me for uh was okay so you i wanted him to rather answer to say did you know about me mm. and why you're not in my life and mm. we are here now how do we move forward okay. you know because i think uh the wh- one of the questions i always uh, battled in the back of my mind was mm. how am i going to respond to my kids one day to say so who's a dad mm. uh you know i didn't want to give lies mm. you know and now i I can confidently say I can give them the truth about who this person is. I can point to his name, his lineage and you know, where wherever he is and how we how he's not in my life today. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. So that's very
1: yeah that's a lot it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know but i think for the first time actually now I, I i see that it was it it was it was quite a journey okay you know
0: so you mess up with him ev- eventually
1: eventually we met
0: mm. and how was that yeah. Yeah. one word describe that
1: Ble- <laughs> 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 no um okay so um, i didn't
0: live up to your expectations
1: and i had zero expectations which helped Uh, because firstly in finding out who he is I actually connected the dots because I knew his family because these are people who were in our neighborhood. Mm. So I these people were around me but just not in my life Mm. and now there were things or interactions that I had with them that when I connected the dots Mm. made me aware to say oh this is why this person was acting this way, this is why this one was acting this way, you know and To an extent you are content with and thankful with the family that you had and the people and the surroundings that I had, you know, like, uh, yeah, uh, okay, let's, (laughs) so I meet him, and so he comes with his friends.
0: Friends?
1: Wow. In a car and they were drinking, I think, whatever. Okay. I already, like, it was a turn-off. Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean so and he's like no my car is in the car wash just came to fetch you so that we can go get my car and then we can talk I'm here now you know but already I'm turned off you know and I, I remembered the words of uh Dr. Mwissen mm-hmm. Inglozi, um, in one of the interviews that he had, and he was asked the same question about meeting his dad. Mm-hmm. And he says, The only thing that he could do when he got back to his mother was, Mother, you are enough. Mm. You know, I held the same feeling, mm. and I still hold it today, you know, yeah. because I really was blessed with. Uh, the family mm. that continues to be around me today. And it's only later when I discovered to say, you know, these people are always so overprotective of me yeah. because maybe they didn't want me to feel any void of sort yeah, in this absence.
0: Protecting it from what they already knew. They
1: already knew exactly. pr- uh, pr- precisely, yes. Yeah. So that's r- really we, it. Yeah.
0: Deep. I have a question though. Yeah. When you look at it, when you look back retrospectively, or even. As you were growing up, did you ever feel like you were disadvantaged in any way in comparison to your peers um, because you didn't have a dad and like maybe you'd see someone who has a dad and a mom?
1: So you see those texts that you read, ne? <laughs> <laughs> that was the reality of my surrounding. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so it was
0: like it's a norm. It's a norm. Yeah. Like there's nothing odd
1: about it, and wow. the only father. I never thought about it like that. Honestly, friend, like yeah. the only father you see in the community, mm. he he works maybe in the mines or he mm. teaches in the next province, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he only comes home kadhi holidays kadhi long weekends whatnot. Mm. So he's there, but he's not there you know mm. so we grew up in that society where it was women led like for me a strength of a woman it's yeah. all i know it's all i see and yeah like there was nothing really odd about uh, my upbringing mm. uh, so i never hence i never questioned anything or or felt uh, uh what you call lacking in any form whatsoever i get you yeah i get
0: you and i guess because had nothing to compare it to i guess correct based on what i'm hearing you say that there wasn't really it was the norm so there, was, it's not like oh i wonder how it feels to be on the other side Has it remained like that now that you're in your adult years and you know you're adulting, and there are different things you're facing
1: no like um so i think it I, th- I think maybe it's psychology, okay. <laughs> uh, because I think we, sh- our lives are shaped by no. obviously the circumstances that surround us. Yeah. Because I think my personality mm-hmm. was almost formed around his absence. Okay. But I did not, I couldn't pin to it until I found out
0: that he
1: was he wasn't there. You know.
0: Much. So give us an example.
1: So I've always been independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I'm one person who really never speaks out. Yeah. Uh, I would rather fight through everything myself. Uh, like I'm, I'm sure you can attest to that as a friend. Yeah. To say <laughs> I'll come to you after the fact. I, yeah. I, I would, I would not really come to you and say, "Hey, friend,". "Can I do one, two, three that yeah. I'm dealing with?" You know. You tell me what you've solved. Uh, it. Once I've solved it, yeah. you know. And the other thing is, I've always really almost. Kept away from relationships and friendships, mm. maybe as a form of protection mm, from yourself, from or people leaving rejection, all those things, abandonment. abandonment you know, That's deep. but it's it's only in retrospect when you notice it yeah. to say, "Hey, this is <laughs> this has been it."
0: A, so subconsciously, there is an effect.
1: There on is, you. yeah.
0: Um, but then because you grew you grew up in your, I guess. You grew up in the in the context of being surrounded by love because you weren't deprived of love. Yeah. Um, and you had people that cared for you and that protected you. You didn't really want to, I guess, um, get into that because it would also like, I think we spoke about this earlier, that you didn't want to appear as being
1: ungrateful. Ungrateful. Or,
0: or now you know you're looking for problems when we raised you the best we could. Yeah. I guess at what point, Guess, did you at what point did you start feeling like okay, so I am the way I am because he's actually not there? At what point did that, did those learnings start coming through?
1: Okay, so I've, I've been fortunate uh, to grow up in church and had this um, surrounding of male figures mm. in my pastors and who gave me spiritual counsel, mm. and uh, they tried to be there emotionally as well, mm. but I can't relate to a man or a father figure. Mm. So I would always really push them away. And that's one of the things that I I realized later on. So maybe to give context into how I came to seek after my father Mm. uh, and uh, be intentional about uh, getting to to know who this man is. Uh, A few years ago, we had a conference at church and this pastor really was on my case and in my business like wait again, <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't avoid it you yeah. know so i'm that person in church will be taking notes the yeah. whole time and i put my ipad outside i sat back i'm mm-hmm. like okay sharp let's let's hear it you know but he really was giving context to say you know what uh, from a spiritual point you know the devil's biggest attack is a father-son relationship exactly. because in breaking that he breaks the whole generation he breaks mm-hmm. multiple gera- generations to come mm-hmm. and for the first time I actually saw that so reflective mm-hmm. and I was like this guy stole from me yeah. you know the devil in this context yeah. you know and I think in me really stepping up to say you know what I'm going to go out and find out about my father mm-hmm. was me saying you're not going to win this one. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. and really it wasn't about hence even maybe my approach to it mm-hmm. was different. It wasn't from an attack mode why were you not here, mm-hmm. but it was to say we are here now, how do okay. we move forward, mm-hmm. you know? So this guy's going on and on and on. And he's like, some men here have never received a hug from their father. I'm like, okay, shut up. Like, (laughs) you you know, and like I remember myself really standing up in church and he's in the middle of his sermon and I just go there weeping and going for a hug. And being someone who grew up in this church, everyone knows me, knows so the thing they know they about know, me, you know, and for the first time, they see this side mm. of me, and mm. like really, all the pastors and the the males came around me, said, "You know what, we're here to support you and mm. they also shared their stories about the absence of their fathers okay. and how they dealt with that and yeah now the the next step really was opening up to my family about this experience okay. that was really life changing for me and
0: so. Let's 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 pause there and Mm. then I guess this is where the support structure comes in, right? Yeah. You spoke about it earlier that from church and now you're talking about your family, but apart from being open to your family, what other I guess self healing ways did you turn to in order to like I guess start the healing process?
1: This is you mean after the fact. Yeah. So I'm an avid reader a uh, podcast consumer, mm-hmm. now contributor. Now <laughs>
0: contributor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. this this these are one of the mechanisms that I, I really look to. And yeah. I've been fortunate to have friends in high places, Wait. you know. Say them like, by name. Again, Say
0: them by name. Can I
1: brag? <laughs> 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 so, like, a friend of mine, her name is Kozai. Yeah. Like, uh, she's... She's been a blessing, and an ear from time to time, oh. and she bring in her expertise as well as a certified coach. <laughs> Wait king. Okay, let's not. Okay, you know, let okay, okay, okay. Let's pack that. <laughs> but I had one of my friends as well is a life coach. Mm. rallied around me. Would speak back and forth, mm. and it was in conversations really that I found my my healing. And
0: uh, you found your healing. Yeah. Are you there or are you in
1: route? No. I'm, I'm there okay. uh, I, I was, like I said earlier that even prior to meeting him and going on this pursuit mm. I had already been receiving counsel okay. so nothing surprised me okay. Yeah.
0: alright so I guess my question for you then is how um, what would you say knowing what you know now what would you say the importance of fathers in society is? You spoke briefly about how um, the devil wants to attack a father-son relationship because then he knows he's affected, I guess.
1: Generations to come. to come true, yeah. Um,
0: can you elaborate on, I guess, what you then can say the importance of fathers?
1: Yeah, I, I think a father being a head, a protector, mm. and a natural, really. Mm-hmm. he he's a, uh, he's He's a... Benchmark mm. for for the family, mm. you know. Uh, maybe friend, you you can <laughs> you can elaborate further on this. But I, I think for like remember, I don't really have much context. Yeah. But from you. from my little understanding of what a father should be, mm. and I've seen this really in in my brother slash uncle (laughs) how he he stepped up to to come to be a father because he lost his dad uh, at a very young age so he grew up really surrounded by women Mm. but i seen him play a role of a father and he has stepped up to the plate he's Mm. available he's present daily and he's he would kill for his family like he's a protector he's a provider Mm. and he has extended that really to the rest of us as his siblings and his family Love that. yeah and i
0: guess another question then is then to say can i mean sometimes we we don't choose the way or the um, set up in which we grew up in now you've spoken about fathers being providers nurturers you know protectors um is it possible for women i guess to tap into those roles and then fully, and then we can fully do away. I mean, we're sitting on a stats <laughs> 70%, of like 70%. Yeah,
1: that's a lot. You know, yeah. Scary. Is scary. It's not great. Yeah. It's scary. It's not
0: great. And I guess my question is, are they, these, those 70% do you think can get what they need from just households led by women? Because, I mean, we've got the single mothers, we've got Mothers with their, you know, mother's mothers, like you yeah. mentioned, your grandparents. Do you think that that's possible?
1: No, unfortunately not. Uh, because, like, okay, let me give you an example. Mm. Uh, so, growing up with, like I said, a single mother mm. in our granny, mm. being widowed, you know, the only thing now she has four kids to cater for. Mm. Now, she, the only thing she has to do is to work to make sure that all these kids are provided for. Mm. And uh, the presence, obviously, will not be as, you know, because yeah. she's alone in this. Yeah. So she, the, she has to change the bag to make sure that she's she's a provider. You know, she's everything to, to all of this. Mm. But emotionally and otherwise, uh, they could be, like, they mm. in, you know, but... Uh, the one can only do so much, yeah. but really the the idea is a family should be of both father and son uh rather father, father and, and mother, mother yes. to share the roles and uh, to to feed into each other where one is weak the other one will be strong, mm. and in the end this would lead to a healthy healthy family yes, i himself so.
0: is that the what you're saying is that basically advocating for fathers does not necessarily diminish, I guess, the need or the role of mothers because they not both at all. have an equally important role to play in the development of, you know... The kids, yeah.
1: correct, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I love that. I'm going to take you back a bit, okay. right, and just ask you with regards to your parents, your dad. Okay. You spoke about how when you met him, you didn't, you didn't have expectations, and then you can, you seem to have just quickly gotten over the fact that, or whatever outcome you got from your meeting, yeah. right? And I'm I'm wondering, is there a part of you, I guess, that has managed to look at him as a human being, you know, strip off the fact that, you know, you should have been my dad, you should mm. have known what you were doing, you should have been there for me usually when we strip people of titles. Yes. Of saying, You're supposed you're my dad. You're supposed to be a
1: superhero, you're supposed to be there for me, you're
0: supposed to provide for me. And then you look at him as a person. Yes. And I think you mentioned that when he came he came with his friends and they were drinking and Mm -hmm. at that point you got turned off. But I think what you're trying to express is that you may have felt sorry for him. You may have just, you know, gone, Ah, it is, you know. Mm. So I guess what I'm asking is that looking at him as a human being versus him being your father and superhero, yes. how did that aid you I guess in extending grace mm. and then being able to then move on from the situation Yeah.
1: Okay, so I think uh, what helped in this context was that I didn't go there to find my superhero Once and for all, you know, being Mm. my father, I went there to meet a man who I would come to get to know, Mm. you know, even in really the the line of questioning that I had in mind was from a place of uh, getting to understand from his perspective. uh, What did it mean not being in my life? Mm. And now the most important one is to say, can we move forward together or apart, you know, and. As as we started speaking, he really went, gave me the background of him, uh, him getting to know about my uh, birth Mm. and how and why he's not in my life, you know? And I was like, okay, that's well and good. How do we move forward? Mm. And he was like, no, uh, he's making plans and he's in process of uh, speaking to his family to tell them about me and come forward, you know? Mm. Uh, You know, being in our culture, you don't just, uh, uh, what you call, walk into another family, but there's a lot of dynamics that go into it. And I didn't really have a lot of expectations about it, but in him saying that, it was like, okay, let's see how this will unfold. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Two, three days down the line, I get this call from him and his wife, and... uh, There's a lot of swearing and all these things that were from my husband, da, 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 you know, so that, uh, that I wasn't prepared for, Mm -hmm. especially after, like shortly after we met, you know, Mm -hmm. but I had to quickly go back to why I am here, Mm -hmm. why I was on this pursuit, you know, and I quickly went back to my support structure. Which was still readily available and working the journey with me. And I had to go back to all those lessons I'd learned because one of the questions we would ask back and forth with my past is to say, okay, what does it mean if he's in your life? What does it mean if he rejects, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I had, I had to answer this for myself and look at my life post the event yeah. on either of, of the two. Uh, possibilities. what
0: would you say was the most uncomfortable truth that you realized after the fact where he, you know, that phone call with him and his wife, stay away from my husband, blah, blah,
1: blah. Mm. It was sad. I felt sorry for him. Okay. I, I really felt sorry for him. And for yourself? Uh, I felt... Is uh, To an extent, there was that part of me of saying, you know what, I could have packed this and yeah. never opened this you door, didn't. you know, mm. and especially now that you are f- uh, followed by all this that is yeah. foreign to me, you know, growing up in a family where there's all this love and unity, mm. you the know. rejection
0: now that comes with it. It's almost as <laughs> if you went and you were
1: hunting. Hunting down <laughs> all rejection, this rejection, yeah. you know, yeah. that have worked so hard all my life almost to protect myself from. As, as, I, as I mentioned to say, you know, like one of the personality traits is to say you just guard yeah. around yeah. yourself and yeah. your heart, yeah. So th- that's, that's one of the things that I found myself in, but I, I quickly really had to step up to say, you know what, we are here now, how do we move forward? Yeah. And I was fortunate really, like I said, with the support structure that I had and with the sessions that I would have with my pastor. And you know, like even I'm, I'm really at a point now. I think until recently when we spoke about it, mm-hmm. that I'd never thought of him in mm-hmm. the last two years. Because this, mm-hmm. the last time I, the first and the last time I saw him was five years ago, gotcha. so it's been quite a while. I agree. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I think what for, for me when I listen to your story, and any person and the any story actually of how we grew up, you know, it leads us to a place where, especially because you are an adult now, Mm. you kind of have to make a decision, right? To say, so how is it going to look for me and my kids?
1: Very important question. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I guess that's my next question to say, knowing what you know, having gone through what you've gone through, what are your hopes, I guess, for your children and the family structure that you would like, I guess, ideally to...
1: Yeah. Firstly, I, w- I, I look forward to a day where I can honor a woman, mm. making her my wife mm. and a mother through a nuclear family. Like, yeah. that's my biggest wish, you know, to have a child grow up with a present father mm. daily available there at school. And I've seen great examples with uh, my brother, like I mentioned, yeah. with his father in law, mm. with my friends uh some being single dads, but very present very involved in their kids lives and some and uh, i don't know if you've seen this but Mm. most kids in this day and age are very close to their dads you know they like someone i know (laughs) (laughs) you know so i've seen that context and i long and look forward to that day you know and i like
0: that i like that you're not it's very easy for a person to say because i went through this i'm going to um continue the cycle and i don't think people express it you know outward to say you know i'm going to also be a broken dad i'm going to not show up for my kid i think it's something that happens subconsciously because not many people take time to get into the healing process Mm. to say you know I want to do better for myself. I want to break this generational curse. Yeah. I want to bring down the seventy percent. I am not yeah. going to be part of the statistic.
1: And that almost starts with my actions now as a single yes. man. You know, and uh, it's very hard, but <laughs> 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 but we it's we do nice. our best. You know what it's I mean, nice. Yeah, I I think it 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 was a challenge to say you know, and uh, my actions mm. are reflective of my desire for 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 my future. Mm. You know? And it's it's a question I answer every day. But we get it right in no, good time. I, yeah. I get
0: it. Like I think that's that for me that's what's important. We really we really have control over like things that have happened to us. Mm-hmm. but what you do have control over is what you can do from here going forward. Definitely. And I love I love the fact that you take your healing so seriously, you take um, mentorship um seriously you even if it's and I think it's always important to note that mentorship is not necessarily a person sitting with you and talking you through. You do a lot of reading. Yeah. You listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. You you know, you go to church, your support structure, etc So I think that's very important in getting to a place where you're a healed human being that's also able to carry another human being definitely with your kids you know so yeah. kudos to you and
1: friends as well you know and like yes. we i think sometimes we really have to challenge each other hmm. to say uh how do we become better hmm. and i w- i would say maybe fortunate enough for for the circle that i have around me hmm. we are very intentional about it and the quality
0: of conversations that that
1: we have have, you know it's not always where it's all about drinks and parties and whatnot Mm, but we really I mean (laughs) (laughs) hello (laughs) I mean we can talk
0: about that but then I I always say once you're in that space you have so much there's so much opportunity for healing and breakthrough so don't stop at just speaking about the drinks, the girls, the whatever, the costs. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's not a bad thing, but I think we no, can
1: stretch. And like, I think the, the the uh the what's the word? Um, the gems fall in that conversations mm. of the girls, and but in the end of the day, we have to really give perspective to say, guys, who do we want to be? Mm. You know, and um, I always say one of the biggest gains uh, through my brother's wedding, mm. I think I was because i gained a a father i gained a brother as well a little Mm -hmm. brother because uh just to give context my brother is 12 years older than me so it's it's a generation generation. older (laughs) you know so and then um so my sister-in-law's brother is like three years younger than me and we are the closest people and he he really Took me as his big brother, mm. brought me into his family, and he shared his parents with with me, you know. Yeah. So we have really challenged each other in the conversations we have, in 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 the intentionality of our growth, gotcha. you know. And it's it's been a blessing, really. Yeah.
0: I love that. Um, what would you say to? I mean, we've got seventy percent.
1: Yeah. I guess
0: from a person that's walked this journey, what Mm. would you say to a person that's also going through it at whatever point they may be? They may be still in the wondering, should I contact him? Um, Or they have contacted him and he has probably said that. Because sometimes they do, like there's so much that leads to, you know, um, to a person deciding, okay, I'm going to leave my child yeah. I'm not going to be involved. So, what f- what would you say to a child? I guess that's growing up without a father. Yeah. Um, and that are just in the, that are navigating, you know, that situation.
1: Yeah. I, I think the hard pill to swallow is that it's never about you. Okay. I and had unfortunately to. Unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I, I think the other person's actions mm. are not about you, mm. it's theirs to deal with and once you have that perspective and approach to life Mm. it changes and does wonders for you the uh broken people you know what i mean and and i think really (laughs) uh okay there's there's something right Mm. um Mm -hmm. that i was very intentional about when i was going to meet my father Mm. especially like I said, I know who this person is or rather I know about him through his family and what I've learned, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, my approach to him is going to be different. I'm not going to confront him. I'm going to swear and all these things, you know, uh, and fight him, but I'm going to honor him even in those moments Mm -hmm. where I could rightfully throw tantrums and all these things, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I left him with that. And his memories about me, whoever he is, if he does think of me, yeah. would always be I, I did not disrespect him in any way whatsoever. Yeah. So that's another form of of love yeah. to, to, and uh, grace that you give onto the other person. Yeah. And the first one is really healing for self and understanding for self to say, look, this is not about you. And once you have that perspective, it will be easy for you to even uh, maybe make those approach uh, mechanisms, mm-hmm. and in that you will also find closure yeah. that you can move forward with or without this person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love that. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Mm.
0: Must not. It, it it must have been hard, no?
1: Yeah, I had uh, never really spoken to this it, length, yeah. uh and to an audience that I don't even see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I
0: promise you, mm. I think that when we open up about stuff that we choose to stay silent about, it helps people like you that have always been silent. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. It
0: answers certain questions. It validates so many feelings.
1: Definitely, yeah. um,
0: and I think what you did today is commendable so thank you
1: and I, I think like you say um, it's, it's one of those where I have to in re- reflect uh, reflecting that moment mm. to say you know what I, I approached it well yeah. I would love to believe my yeah. approach to it was was it showed maturity, it showed yeah. strength and it I made that moment really also about me mm. you know I had to strip away my family, I had to strip away away their feelings and make it about me yeah. and in the end as well I was like it's not about him because mm. he never saw me coming at I, I would believe I'm mm. I mean, like 20 whatever years later mm. he's a man coming and working and he, maybe he would have packed me so far away of his thoughts but I had to get those answers for me and mm. I'm still grateful that he was respectful yeah. to an extent of receiving and hearing me out and yeah. opening up and only God knows what the future holds.
0: How do you get the 70% down?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I think the first things first uh, to my brothers mm. who you know that you know that you know <laughs> that somewhere somehow, yeah. you know. Uh, let's do right. Mm. And for self really and for our name and our future generations go back there make things right it is never too late and to us single brothers let's be intentional in being men really who who have values and standards and our standard for me personally it's god is the standard Mm -hmm. you know and there's so many examples of men around us who We have lived up to the name of a man and let's start having those tough conversations amongst ourselves Uh, let's start having those tough conversations with our families as well you know Uh, Mm -hmm. because that yeah I I think even around the tables as as we sit with families let's be intentional to teach uh, our kids our nephews and siblings to say look you have to do better, yeah. and let's hold each other accountable. Yeah, okay, I which think is it's
0: also um, very important to note that fathers are crucial. You know, very in
1: important to part of the society. Yet yeah, we
0: try to undervalue their importance in their children's lives, and that's it's an unfortunate thing. But I think also for the women with children to understand that your child needs their father because sometimes a child a father is not in their life in their child's lives because of the The relationship that they have with the mother true so i guess for the mothers that are listening it's always to remember to keep the main thing the main thing and the main thing is the child the child true, and the The child's um, well-being put your differences aside
1: that's also a good point yeah Mm.
0: Mm. Thank you for listening everybody.
1: Bye bye. Thank you
0: for being here,
1: yeah. Thank you, thank you for the platform. Appreciate you.